G'day guys, uh, it's the 27th of April today, today being uh, Monday, so hope everyone had a nice Monday out there in the world uh, on this on, on this on this 27th of April 2020, I uh, hope everyone got a little bit out of out of the day um, in whatever way they could, so whether that be uh, work, working from home like most of us are, um, or just uh yeah just 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 enjoying themselves so hope everyone had a had a nice day here to bring you a little bit of a of, of joy to you all or a bit of a i guess uh a little bit of a little bit of whatever joy some interesting facts so forth so uh yeah this is this is what i'll be doing so i can't uh without sort of further ado i'll go through a few things so 27th of april uh, on this day is a birthday of a few people. Uh, one of them is a guy called Ulysses S. Grant, who was the U.S. president from 1869 till 1877. He did his two terms. Uh, he was a soldier, a politician uh, in, in the U.S. He was the 18th president of the United States of America. Uh, he was he was a Republican. Uh, he was actually quite, I guess, uh, how would you put it? He was quite uh, libertarian in all of his views. Uh, is what I've sort of read of uh, his his politics. Uh, so that's Ulysses S. Grant. Another guy that's born on this day is twenty five today. Uh, I think he gets unfairly maligned a lot of the time. Nick Kyrgios, uh, Aussie Nick. Uh, or when he's losing, or when he throws a tantrum from time to time, that wog, Nick Kyrgios, uh, which is, which I think is unfortunate that he gets branded. Uh, I think he, I think he's really harshly done by. He's not, he's not a, um, he's not absolutely shocking. So that's that's okay. On this day, nineteen hundred and four, uh, the Australian Labor Party under Prime Minister Chris Watson becomes the first Labor government uh, in the world. So that's a, that was a pretty seismic shift. Uh, 1908, the, the third, oh no, sorry, the fourth modern Olympics uh, summer games uh, were held in London and they opened on this day in 1908, 112 years ago. So on this day as well, the 27th of April, uh, 1941, so 79 years ago today, uh, the Germans began to occupy Athens in Greece, which was, uh, I guess, uh, this the sort of the beginning, uh, or sort of at the beginning period of a relatively rough period for, for the Greek people over that time during World War II and the Civil War, but it's, it's known that uh, Greece actually stood out the longest uh, the Greek people were the, the sort of the the sort of I guess the, the greatest deterrence um, and the greatest opponents for the Germans during the war and, and as Churchill said uh, the heroes you know uh, people don't um, you know when they talk about heroes Greeks are the heroes that fight so I'll get the war Churchill said hence we will not say that Greeks fight like heroes but that heroes fight like Greeks uh, 
the and as as Hitler said himself, um, the Greeks, the Greek soldier above all fought with the most courage. So there we go. The Greeks, um, that that sort of that typical, um, I guess, view that uh, these days that that Greeks are the lazy uh, is is not true. When you look back at history, Greeks have been quite tough and resolute um, and staunch in their their views uh, for a better world. Uh, it looks. Also on this day, 1945, you flash forward four years and Italian partisans have captured Mussolini uh, hiding out in Lake Como. So, uh, yeah, not a great day for him. He was a shocking bloke, Benito. The 27th of May was been a good day. I'm also reading on this day, 1950, 70 years ago, the South Africa passes Group Areas Act segregating races, which is a part, sort of, I guess, was apartheid, which is absolutely, absolutely terrible. Uh, so I can't can't think of that I uh, can't think of anything worse than that that's terrible so yeah then looking here um, saying on this day 1959 61 years ago that Mao Zedong uh, resigned as chairman of the PRC after a disastrous failure of the Great Leap Forward um, yeah Mao was a was a butcher who killed and murdered millions and millions of people um, don't don't look at it any other way he was a communist so can't uh, can't put it any any light lighter than that. Speaking of Mao, um, the butcher. Thirty years later, on this day, uh, in 1989, uh, Beijing students take over Tiananmen Square in in, in Beijing. So fantastic! Uh, a show of staunch uh, pride against uh, freedom and liberty against the terrible regime of uh, of death and destruction and and communism. So I think that was a, a great way forward uh, on, on that day. Uh, here that on this day in 2014, John Oliver, uh, the premiere of his show, John Oliver, uh, the late last week tonight with John Oliver, uh, premiered on this day on HBO in 2014. He's a good Liverpool man, John Oliver. He makes me laugh actually a fair bit from time to time. So, so thank, thanks to him uh, that, that was on this, on this day. Uh, on this day six years ago so on this day 1956 as well undefeated world heavyweight boxing champion Rocky Marciano the great Rocky Marciano he retired uh, undefeated on this day 1956 uh, from heavyweight boxing uh, trying to go through some, some birthdays as well Only Kyrgios was born on this day uh, 1995 as I, as I said before um, is not uh, in 2013 actually says Michael Jordan uh, married for a second time in, in 2013 on this day uh, I'll talk a bit more about Jordan because I did watch the next couple of episodes episode 3 and 4 of The Last Dance uh, so a bit of a spoiler if you haven't seen it and you want to watch it uh, just uh, maybe maybe, uh, maybe turn the volume down for the last little bit of this uh, reading here on this day um, in 1966 that a a real one-hit wonder in the Australian Test cricket side, uh, Peter McIntyre was born on this day, so that makes him 50, 54 today. So happy birthday to uh, to Peter McIntyre. Um, as I said, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Last Dance, uh, a little bit about what I got off episode three and four of that, which I reckon was just absolutely awesome. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, speaking of the Last Dance, so I watched episode three and four today uh, that came out. Uh, in Australia and around the world, except for the US, and oh, let me tell you, uh, 
let me tell you, it was it was pretty it was pretty awesome actually. It was pretty awesome. So one of them featured sort of pretty pretty predominantly on Dennis Rodman, um, which was interesting. I absolutely loved that. Um, it was really interesting actually. The the Dennis Rodman story. He was he was uh, he was a kid that grew up grew up in Oklahoma. Um, so not not in not I guess in probably the world's um, world's most luxurious places, grew up in the projects, uh, which is sort of the the American equivalent of, of uh, housing commission, um, and and basically he had a family that left his family. Then he was uh, quite young, so he never actually met uh, never actually met his, or he didn't really have a relationship with his father at all. But it sort of just mentioned that he, that Dennis grew up in the projects, um, and that he was, I guess, probably not a, um, probably not the the sort of kid that was probably going to go off and do all these great things. Um, he basically was was kicked out of home when he was seventeen by his mum because um, he wasn't doing anything, and he used to just sleep in mates uh, on their couches or in their their backyards or, or whatever. So. Um, he said he could have easily become one of these drop kicks that, that did nothing and just did drugs or dealt drugs, but he never actually, never actually did it, which was, um, which is sort of amazing for him. I guess that's what he was saying is he could have done it there. And then he ended up at community college or Cook County college, um, in Texas. Um, uh, basically, yeah, he, he was, um, he, he was a guy literally who before that had been working as a as an overnight cleaner at the, the Dallas International Airport. So, pretty amazing story. I mean, he doesn't get drafted until 1980. So, it's 83, he goes to Cook County. Then after that, he goes to Southeastern Oklahoma State, which is a second division school in Oklahoma. So, it's not even in the top tier of the NCAA college system. Um, so, I mean, Jordan went to North Carolina and, and they're one of the top basketball schools in the country and have been for, for the best part of, I don't know, a very long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, southeastern Oklahoma is Oklahoma State isn't known as the, the uh, the sort of the the plethora, the 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 epicenter of uh, future future uh, professional basketballers anywhere. So uh, it was it was massive massive him, and I mean, he doesn't get drafted until nineteen eighty six. So by that stage, he's twenty five. So effectively, by the time he's drafted into the NBA, he's twenty five. Is it? Look, Jordan. Jordan's playing the NBA and he's twenty-one. So, uh, there's, there's a massive difference between Rodman and, and Jordan. But they're two born competitors who are just born to win. And basically, he started playing really, really well at um at uh at Southeastern Oklahoma State, and he kept playing there, and he kept playing really well. And then he went to a couple of uh, pre-NBA draft camp workouts and um got the mvp there and the, and the pistons picked him up and he played with the pistons for a few years he won a couple of championships there and sort of going to a little bit about the pistons and the bulls had a good little rivalry over that that period of the late 80s early 90s um when jordan was on his way up and and the pistons were the team to beat in the east and in the nba so uh it was interesting about that I sort of talked about how rodman um, he left the Pistons and he kind of just stopped conforming and didn't really care what other people thought and he just started colouring his hair and I think it's when he started going out with Madonna who, t- who basically told him, you know, don't give a shit what other people think you are, just become your own man. 
and that's what he did. He just decided to wear all the funky shit and do all the cool stuff, and that was kind of uh, that, that was kind of I guess Dennis Rodman. So that was that was that was that, that was what he did. That was uh, that was literally how Rodman rolled. So can't uh, you know you can't say much more than that about the guy, can you? He was a uh, he was he was genuinely an an enigma uh, of a human being. So you can't can't uh, can't look at it any other way than that. Um, you have to look at his numbers too. Like he was an absolute rebounding machine. Um, he goes to the, goes to the Chicago Bulls at the start of '95, and they basically talked about the fact that '95, '96, '96, '97, '97, '98. His three seasons there, uh, he wins uh, championships in each of those years. Averages 15, 15 or more rebounds a game um, in all of those years. And they basically, even in the doco, they talked about the fact that... Um, they talked about the fact that uh, Rodman probably wouldn't have gone to any other team, but he fitted in really well there because of the fact that Michael Jordan was around and Michael Jordan was actually... And, and Scottie Pippen, and they were really professional guys, so Rodman would look at them and think, oh, fuck, well, I can't... Can't just take the piss all day every day here. I've actually got to, I've actually got to put it in because these guys are putting it in and they're really good players. So I'm not the best player on this team. So I've got, to, I've got to actually provide something to this team other than just being a sort of a bit of a clown and a, a sideshow and a bit of a circus. So that was, uh, that was what that was sort of uh, that was what I really enjoyed seeing was was that, uh, was that side to him was that, uh, more serious side that's for sure. So. I uh, was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty happy, pretty, pretty interested in seeing that. And then it sort of got cuts this scene at the end of that episode where basically um, Rodman says he's a bit, a bit sort of uh, jaded um, halfway through the season, needs a bit of time off. And um, Phil Jackson is the coach, says, yeah, you can have 48 hours off, mate. You can go to Vegas um, on a holiday. And then like literally five days later, they've got to pick him out uh, of his car um, uh, of his of his apartment to come to training. And Michael Jordan comes and knocks on his door and says, "Mate, where are you? You got to come to training. What the hell are you doing?" And uh, yeah, Dennis Rodman's there with Carmen Electra, and it was really funny because every time I think of Carmen Electra, I think of that scene in uh, Entourage where Ari Gold is talking to his assistant, telling him not to answer the phones, and he is, and he doesn't really get it, and he and he basically says, um, Ari basically says, "Lloyd is assistant." He says. Uh, unless Carmen Electra calls and, and basically asks for, you know, wants sexual favours, then don't answer the phones. Uh, so every time I think, every time I hear Carmen Electra, I think of that because it's one of the one of the great all time TV show series um, and one of the great scenes in, in TV from a from a comedic point of view uh, that I see it anyway. So I can't um, can't really say anything more than that. I had to I had to laugh my head off at. Uh, at that a fair bit, so yeah, I was uh, I was kind of kind of uh, kind of amused by that in a way. Um, but yeah, Rodman, I guess it was weird. But even Phil Jackson, and then that's the other thing. It's talking about Phil Jackson and and his uh, his I guess his way to to energize the team. He was a guy that thought differently, and I didn't really think this. I just thought Phil Jackson was a really hard ass coach, but. He thought differently. He got all the players to meditate and be as one, be one together, and and all this sort of stuff that um, is spoken a, bit, a lot about now, but uh, probably wasn't twenty or so years ago when the Bulls were 
up and about um, in that final season. So it was, it was really great to see it from that point of view as well. I thought that was that was something that was uh, that was quite interesting to see um, the way the way he handled himself in particular. So I can't um, can't sort of say say anything. Uh, Bad about Phil Jackson, he came came out of that looking really well, looking really good, and I thought, geez, this guy, he's got, um, he, he does really have something to offer here. So, uh, and and no wonder the the uh, the uh, the Bulls did so well and the Lakers did so well, is because he was such a good man manager as well. He knew exactly how to handle Rodman as well, which was I think the most important, uh, the most important thing. Uh, for him um, and also the team, so that was that was quite interesting. And then um, in, Jackson actually mentioned the fact, and then they sort of go back to the, the first championship the Bulls won uh, in '91 against the Lakers, which was quite interesting as well. And how Jordan learned that you know he could be the best player in the team, but he didn't have to win the game for the team. So it was a point in the game against the in the match against the Lakers in the final series where Jordan realized in the last quarter that Phil Jack or Phil Jackson sort of highlighted the fact that Jordan was getting double team. He said, who's up open? He said, oh, uh, John Paxson, who was another another guard at the time, the point guard for the for the Bulls. And literally, every time you go to Jordan, there's two blokes. The camera goes to Jordan, and you see there's two blokes on him, and there's Paxson, and he's literally got five metres on every other bloke. There's no one within five metres, so he just keeps hitting him and hitting him. And Jordan gives him one. He hits the first, drains the first round. He just keeps giving him the ball, and, and they end up winning the match and winning the uh, the final series. So that was, that was really good to see as... I think the evolution where Jordan, even though he's the greatest player of all time, uh, and he probably, look, I think, I think it's it's pretty hard. I think you can make a pretty good case for LeBron, but I think I think Jordan is probably still going to be the best uh, of of all time for for a lot of people. I I didn't see him at his, his peak. Uh, Jordan, I probably only remember watching him a few games when he played for the Wizards on TV, so I can't can't recall that but I think he a lot of people sort of say that have seen both um Cedar Woods Jordan so I'm, I'm happy to sort of mm. say there that yeah even one of the greatest players of all time realised that he couldn't win it for his team he realised that he had to have a team around and that it was a team game so I thought that that was uh that was absolutely sensational so yeah that, that was incredible to see and I think um one of the things I realised as well as a guy Reminded me a little bit of uh, yeah, Phil, a little bit of um, a little bit of Phil Jackson. I saw in Jurgen Klopp, this guy that sort of wanted to bring everyone together, and was actually one of these guys that realised that he wanted to unite a uh, team rather than sort of divide, and um, was able to, I guess, easily, um, e- easily sort of pick um, or, or notice what players had different traits um, and, and do it according and sort of, I guess, uh, cater them to their needs as individuals as well, which is what Klopp does. And I saw that Jurgen Klopp actually thanked the uh, doorman at Melwood, which is Liverpool's training facilities, uh, for retiring after 30 years and sent a, a lovely uh, lovely video uh, to him on Facebook today as well. So it was great to see the old Jurgen in his, uh, in his true form. But yeah. If anyone hasn't watched it, I'd highly recommend go and watch The Last Dance. If you're not interested in basketball, you're not that interested in basketball, um, still watch it. If you're interested in seeing behind-the-scenes stuff, as, as well as a bit of a background story into a set of people that you might never think um, you have had interest in, I know it's probably the weirdest collection of people I've ever seen 
in a single doco so far and it's only four episodes in so uh it's absolutely awesome we'd definitely go and watch it and uh, i hope everyone has a good day and uh yeah hope you enjoyed the potty and uh i'll i'll be back tomorrow again cheers guys